All right, we're live and we're rolling, and this is The Real Venture. I'm your host, Peyton, joined by my cousin and business partner, Luke. And Luke and I are entering into the business world by starting a few companies of our own. So we decided to create this very podcast as a platform so we can ask other successful entrepreneurs the questions we need answered in order to help our businesses grow. Every single week, we are joined by CEOs, venture capitalists, artists, co-founders, and influencers, all with one thing in common, they're young entrepreneurs. The only thing I'm gonna need you to do is hit that subscribe button so you never miss a conversation. Every single Wednesday, Luke and I will be right here and we can't wait for you to join us. What's up guys, this is producer Cameron. This week, Peyton and Luke interviewed Zach and Josh of San Gabriel Hat Company. They are a Texas-based lifestyle apparel brand. You can check out their catalog at sangabrielhats.com and follow them on Instagram at sangabrielco. Just a friendly reminder, we would really appreciate it if you could leave a review on iTunes. That helps us out tremendously. And make sure you're following us on Instagram to catch all the clips every week. Enjoy, guys. All right, boys. Hey, thank you so much for uh, for coming on the pod this week. Let's uh, Let's... You know, first start off with some introductions. Tell us who you are and, and what you guys do. So I'm Zach Flores. So I would say I'm the, I guess, the founder of San Gabriel Hatco. I'm also an associate at Don Quick Associates in commercial real estate and involved in that as well. But I would say I, uh, Josh and I kind of created San Gabriel Hatco as a Texas lifestyle company back in 2018 is what we did. I was kind of a lot of ideas just bouncing off each other. Um, it kind of started with, man, wouldn't this be cool if we did this blank? And then that kind of just like, cultivated into a brand and over time it just really came into fruition as an idea like man we can actually do this so josh is the designer of san gabriel hat co and uh kind of makes those ideas come into actuality which i'm really appreciative of yeah so he says uh wouldn't it be cool if that's kind of that's my whole identity right there (laughs) i've i've started a couple companies of wouldn't it be cool if blah, blah, blah. So my regular nine to five, like you said, I work with uh, Don Quick and Associates. I'm a marketing director over there, uh, but been really involved with entrepreneurship and starting small businesses, helping small businesses. Uh, I have a 3D virtual tour company that I started on the side a couple years ago. And again, that was a, hey, wouldn't it be cool if, so that was another buddy that we, again, just hanging out, said, it wouldn't it be cool if, started it. And then Zach came to me with, with this idea, kind of bounced ideas off each other, went with that. So whatever I can get my hands on to with those wouldn't it be cool if ideas, uh, I like to, to add fuel to the fire. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 what if whole, you know, thought process, I think that that's something a lot of people can relate to, right? Cause everybody has ideas, just very few people actually go out and act upon them. Right. So why don't you guys talk a little bit about that process? I mean, I'm sure you have a lot of what ifs, how do you identify when it's a good what if? It all started with one night I was at dinner out on a on a really cool patio in, in Georgetown, Texas, literally on the San Gabriel River. And I was just like, man, like, what's one way I could encapsulate this entire feeling and create that into maybe like a clothing company? And I already had the hats in my mind of what I would create. And I was just thinking, like, how could I replicate the same exact feeling into a design? And so, you know what? I, I went to my to my guy, Josh, and uh, he really kind of puts anything you can imagine. He actually creates it into life. That's one thing that's exceptional about this guy. So I went to him and just thinking like, yo, like I kind of have this idea in my mind about a design like similar to Patagonia, but it's also like actually typical to Texas. So we went and just like, I found some blanks that also created a design and just drew it on paper. It literally just happened on a napkin. Like this is how some ideas happen. Like I literally, it was on my lunch break 
I was like, man, wouldn't it be cool if we had like a cactus here in this place? And then also just had like a Texas design that was, you know, a lot of people could just replicate. And so that's literally a drew it on a napkin. Josh kind of made it come into life. And I was just next thing you know, like we have some, a couple of designs that are very specific to San Gabriel and like what I was thinking. I was like, man, we could really do this. And that's kind of how it came into fruition. I mean, I think that's what it takes. Like you said, like everyone has a, a thousand ideas. 995 of them are not very good yeah but what what i like to do is just try it Mm -hmm. like it's so easy to create an instagram account right now you a twitter like hey i have an idea to do whatever i can go on and create the instagram create the twitter and just do it yeah but like did you i'm I'm gonna assume that you didn't go to school for hat making so so how did you get this train you know get this ball rolling so Hat making, no. I, I kind of have a unique background in, uh, so I went to school for advertising. But even before college, I, I taught myself logo design, uh, graphic design, illustrator, Photoshop, a bunch of tutorials on YouTube just to try to figure it out because it's what I was interested in. And then once I, once I did that, I started doing logos and stuff for family members, family businesses, uh, friends, things like that. And then the next question was always, hey, what about a website? I'm like, okay, let me figure out a website. So I started... Uh, doing WordPress stuff. I'm like, yeah, I can put together a website, WordPress. Uh, once I was really comfortable with that, I'm like, well, how does WordPress work? How do, and then so I started teaching myself code. So I, I was doing the HTML, CSS, PHP, started teaching myself all that kind of stuff. And then once I got to that point, I was like, okay, well, what's the data that makes all this run? So I started, I, I was always just digging into like the next kind of thing. But in the search of all of that, all the arsenal that I was building up, it's, it's, they're really good skills to have. Mm-hmm. So it's always just been in my back pocket. So I've been marketing director for a, a few years now, but yeah, when he comes to me and says, Hey, wouldn't it be cool? I'm like, yeah, I've, I've known graphic design for eight years now. Like, let me throw some stuff together. And it was just a really cool skill to have. And like I said, like if somebody comes to me with, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if like this idea, if, if I can pull from my skill set and, and help you achieve that goal, like, sure, let's try it. Like here, so I put some designs together and and I mocked it up on hats and showed him like, Hey, this is what it could look like. And that's when it kind of snaps and it's like, wow, that looks real. Like that looks cool. And it kind of gives you that fuel to like, okay, let me take that next step to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so not only you guys have, you know, all this going on, you also have a day job. Would you mind kind of walking through with us a little bit of like what you actually are doing now every day, kind of moving the business forward, um, not including your day job, just focusing on um, the business? Uh, so when, when Zach originally came to me with the San Gabriel hat co, uh, to, to get it started, it was, it, we were kind of just throwing a couple designs together. So that, that didn't take too long of like, Hey, let's just throw up some samples. So here and there we were kind of, like he said, he would draw some stuff on napkins, give it to me. I would throw it into illustrator, put it together. It, it, it was kind of really simple at the beginning here and there when we could put it together. And then once it kind of hit, then he kind of took it from, okay, let's do a big social media push. Uh, and so he t- kind of took the designs, went to the social media to kind of promote it. And then he started working with the hat maker, the embroiderers and stuff like that. And it was all between the day jobs. So it was early mornings, late nights, weekends. Uh, he did festivals and festivals. Like, yeah. The, straight on the weekends. Like, man, I would get up early, like 8am and then they would end at like, you know, Closing up shop like 9 p.m., sun's going down, and you're just like closing up shop, but you had a good day. And so, yeah, that's kind of how that started. 
I mean, that was really interesting. I mean, it, it all started with, man, let, you know what, let, let's create this. And, and it's kind of, it's actually more simple than you may think to create a business in this day and age. Like it all started with like, you know what, like, let's create this account. Like we had the name, we had the designs first from the jump. And then we were just thinking like, you know what, the first step was actually creating the Instagram account. And, um, I mean that, that, and that takes a lot. Um, so we kind of came up with the name came up with the mantra of what we're going to go with. And then next thing you know, I mean, we, we just click submit on the, uh, on the account. And then from there, we just, it kind of started with, we, we learned about advertising. We learned about designs. Um, every day, you know, we're, we're learning more about how we can target ads, how we can find our niche and, you know, more and more we know who knew and know who our niche is, but it's just kind of tough to designate ads towards that in this day and age. Like I'm not a big social media guy. Josh is, you know, and, that, and that's kind of how we bounce ideas off each other. Like he's good on the technical side. I'm good on maybe more big picture side and just design side. And Josh really makes it all happen. So another thing we like doing uh, is kind of taking this back a step. So before today, kind of like, how did you get here? Um, and one of, you know, kind of the, the easier questions uh, that we like talking about is what did you want to be when you were younger? You like saying, what did you want to be when you were 12? But, it, you know, whenever, how did you you know, start your life in professional sense? Man, early on. So that, that's a good question. Like kind of early on, I wanted to be a, so I wanted to be a fighter pilot. I watched like Top Gun and I just kind of saw, saw that whole movie. And like early, that was one of the first surround sound systems that I ever seen. Like I, I went over to our, my parents' neighbor's house and I was like, we saw Top Gun and it was just a fighter pilot movie. And I was like, man, the way that kind of like Tom Cruise carried himself. I was like, man, that's kind of the guy, the type of guy that I want to be just confident, just like ready to roll with whatever happens. You know, he had a lot of adversity in his own personal life. He kind of had a chip on his shoulder with, you know, how it, I guess his dad was in the, in the Navy at that time, a fighter pilot too. And I just kind of felt that way when I grew up, my dad was like a superintendent of schools in, in a couple of different districts and around our ICU when I grew up. And I kind of always had that chip on my shoulder. You're always just chasing something, just chasing ghosts. So I feel like Tom Cruise in that movie really wanted to make a name for himself. So I was always thinking like, you know what, like, how can I make a name for myself? And, you know, it, whether it be business or just really success in life. So I just, I kind of wanted to be a fire pilot because I just saw him the way he rolled and the way he like kind of just took things off the chin. And that, that's like how I wanted to carry myself. So I was just equated, you know, just growing up to just having that type of attitude. Like, let's, let's get it done. So once I get to once I got to college, I didn't know that it was it was normal for people to hop around from majors to majors. And I had friends who they went to six different majors and they changed and what they want. I knew from when I was like in sixth grade that I wanted to be in something creative. Mm. I so I went to a private school uh, back in El Paso. It was about thirty minutes away from my house. So every morning my dad would drive me, and on the way I could tell you every billboard that was from my house to the school, what it was advertising. And when it would change, I would notice immediately. And I would just sit in the car and drive by and notice every billboards. And I was like, yeah, I want to I want to make billboards. And that that's what I wanted to do. And I didn't know what the job was. I didn't know what like I didn't know what advertising was. I didn't know what design was. I just wanted to make billboards. So I got to high school and that's when I was kind of like, OK, that's there's a job there. There's uh, so that's Charmin up there or it's whatever big brand. If you have any podcast sponsors, insert sponsor here uh, on the billboard there, like that's all I would notice all these sponsors and people are like oh I hate ads I hate watching tv I fast forward through ads I'm like no that that's that interests me like that's cool I've always wanted to do that uh so yeah that's why when I when I got to high school I'm like well how do I make billboards so that's why I started learning design and and eventually I started to design billboards I, I have a couple under my belt I'm like yeah that's 
that's it. That's all I wanted to do. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously you found more ways to kind of move down that path and, you know, that's where advertising and digital marketing and, and all of those items have kind of probably come to fruition, um, in your life. And, you know, the other, the other kind of component of, of growing up is, is you have these different milestones in your life, right? And they, you know, you, you come to various crossroads and decisions have to be made, but ultimately that's what led you to here, you know, led you to this point right here. So, you know, could you each give an example of like, uh, you know, a major milestone, you know, it could be personal, it could be from your sports career, it could be in business, but that, you know, has had a, a seismic shift in your perspective or your understanding in something and, you know, kind of shaped your perspective on the world today. So um, a major decision that I made, again, it was probably at the end of high school, I made the decision to stay home for college. Uh, so I lived with my parents all the way through college and I worked from high school all the way through college. And I had that decision as a senior and which now I look back and I'm like, yeah, that was a pretty good decision. As a senior in high school, I said, Hey, I'm going to work. I'm going to save all my money. When I graduate from high school, I'm going to move out and buy my own house. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge decision. And all my friends left. Uh, I had the people who didn't go to college stay around. So I was hanging out with them while I was still going to college, living at my parents' house. Uh, but it was a big decision at the time. And ultimately it, it led to really good success because I was able to save up money. And as soon as I graduated from college, I moved from El Paso to Austin. I bought a condo right off the bat. So it was, it was a really good decision. And, yeah. I mean, but was, was that hard to make in the, it was in really the moment? hard. I, I had friends going to UT. I had friends going to uh, Arizona. I had friends going to LA. And meanwhile, I was like, I kind of applied to a couple places, but I didn't really want to leave because I had made that decision. I'm going to stay at UTEP, stay in El Paso and kind of bet further after college. I had yeah. to make that bet on myself for after college instead of following my, my best friends going to UT or Texas State. Yep. What about you, Zach? That happened in my sophomore year of college. So I was at a small school out in uh, Chicago and I was playing, uh, playing some, some, honestly, just straight up some D3 ball and like- What school? I'm from, in, I'm from Indiana. Yeah. You went to Aurora? Yeah, okay. I went to Aurora, man. Yeah. I went to Aurora University. I played some ball. Uh, I played second base out there. I mean, honestly, I was relatively successful. I didn't take it as seriously as I should. And, you know, that's one of the things that sometimes I think about, honestly, and maybe I could have done differently. But I'm, I'm thankful for the fact that, you know what? So I was done with my sophomore year. Our coaching staff got – we didn't have the best year. Our, my coaching staff out of Texas actually got fired. Um, so it's a completely new staff going into my junior and senior year. And I was just like, you know what? Like, I just don't think this is sustainable. I mean, I'm playing a level of ball that, you know, I was doing fine, but I just, I, I'm always going to make it to the league and, uh, you know, it wasn't going to be a long-term thing for me. So all my, my buddies were at Texas A&M and, um, luckily I had, you know, the grades at that point to, uh, to get into A&M. So I just, I transferred to A&M just thinking, you know what, long-term goal success wise, like, I think that might be the best thing for me rather than, you know, play ball, not take it as seriously as I should have. And that's on me. And I learned from that and uh, just go to A&M, get my education and network as much as I possibly can. I mean, I know some people say it's a cult and it definitely is to an extent, but like the Aggie network um, is a real thing and it, and it definitely helped me. I mean, I graduated from A&M and um, the, I, I got my job. Um, for one of the reasons I, I feel like I, I'm in the role I'm in now is because the president and CEO of our company um, was an Aggie. And uh, 
we met up and, you know, I felt like he wanted to help a young Aggie out after I graduated and, um, you know, and, and just worked out for all parties. So, uh, you know, real, real quick. So i you know, everybody, you know, the vast majority of, of people go to school. So they, they have, um, you know, they have existing networks, whether it's alumni associations, clubs they were in, how do you go about leveraging that network? Because like, you know, it exists, but like, if you're a shy person, like, how do you, how do you reach out to somebody? So how did, you know, like, how did you get in contact with that guy and, and get the ball rolling there? For sure. So that was all out of just curiosity straight up. So I actually, my first, I was always interested in commercial real estate after I worked in a residential real estate office in the summer. So I had the, my fir very first job offer was at a commercial real estate company, large scale in, in Houston. And, you know, it was like a very complex employment contract. This was my first job offer straight out of college. And I was just like, man, there's so many clauses in here. So many things that I was not, you know, comfortable with understanding at that time. So I, my family lived in Round Rock at the time, the Austin area. And so I straight up, and this is what anybody can do really. I mean, this day and age, like you have so many resources at you know, the tip of your fingertips. And so at that point I was like, Hey, you know what? I don't have a understanding of this commercial real estate contract. I'm going to Google best commercial real estate firm in Round Rock, Texas, where I was at, where my family was transplanted at that time. And, uh, next thing you know, I came up with Don Quick and Associates is the number one commercial real estate firm in Williamson County, which you know, we've been for the past like 15, 20 years. And, uh, I got in contact with Darren Quick and I was like, Hey man, Hey, I have this opportunity out in Houston. There's a lot of clauses that I really don't understand. And I would just like to pick your brain. It didn't start with like, Hey, can I have a job? Like, Hey, like, you know, are you looking for anybody? It actually just genuinely started out of curiosity. And I feel like that's what a lot of good things may come out of it. Just like, you know, you you can find people in the Senate and you can reach out like there's nothing wrong with reaching out to people that may have you know more expertise in something that you want to learn and so i just cold reached out to the president of one of the you know the largest real estate companies in austin and he actually you know since i was an aggie i guess he was like hey man like i'd love to help you out why don't we just have lunch one day you know we can talk about it in a very informal format and so i met with him at lunch we went over a couple things and um you know, it's like, you know what, I, I'm reading a couple of these clauses, like, I'll get back to you, you know, in a week or so. Next thing you know, like, it gets back to me in a couple of days, like, hey, man, like, I'm actually looking for somebody to come on, like, as an, as an executive assistant to myself, like, I think you might be a fit, like, would you be willing to come on, just learn from me? And that's how, you know, it kind of all started in my actual career wise, is just out of straight, straight up curiosity, and just like trying to learn from people that have more expertise in the field that, you know, I would like to get into. And it just took me reaching out to them, and that's how it all happened. Like, it's kind of crazy how things work out. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So yeah, we, there's another question here that that's kind of one of my, one of my favorites, um, a little bit more abstract, but if you had to have dinner uh, with two people, one alive and one dead could be anybody, um, who would those two people be? That's you first, man. <laughs> what are you thinking? Oh man. Such a weird question. I don't know. I would probably have to think for a while to figure out somebody, two people really good. Uh, I don't know why immediately one person that pops into my mind dead is Bob Marley. I think he would have a lot of really cool things to say. That's, that is one of our best dead answers. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. That's oh. like just completely, no, we love that. Expand on that. Okay. I, I don't know. I've, I've never, I, I didn't study the, the list of, of dead people to have dinner with or drinks with whatever the question was. Yeah. That guy, that guy knew what was up. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like the, the way that he stood for what he stood for and the way that he could communicate to people and have people listen to him. Like I would just want to be one of those people to listen to him. Mm -hmm. I, I probably wouldn't talk. I normally don't talk a ton in, in conversations. I'm a really good listener, 
So I would want to sit with people who would talk more than I would. Mm-hmm. I think he would have a lot of really cool things to say. Yeah, absolutely. What about Alive? Alive. Uh, so Alive, I, I immediately go to like actors or somebody cool, somebody fun. So there's going to be drinks involved in this dinner. I'm going to be drinking a little bit. Let's go John Favreau. Okay. Yeah. That guy's done a lot of stuff. He's uh, sneaky. He's sneaky involved in everything. Yeah, he yeah. is. So my favorite movie of all time, actually my top two movies is uh, I Love You, Man and Chef. Mm-hmm. And he's in both of them. Yeah. And then he did the whole Star Wars stuff. He's done like... Directed Lion King. He did Lion King. Like, yeah, he's done... And like, he's in every Iron Man. I'm not a big Marvel. Is that Marvel? Yeah. I don't really do the superhero stuff. Yeah. But still, he probably has a lot to talk about from there too. So I think that, again, I would want to listen to to hear all of his experiences because mm-hmm. he probably has a lot of really cool stuff to say. Absolutely. What about you, Zach? Man, that's a good question. So you know what? Honestly, if I could have... And this is... Kind of a silly answer, but if there's anybody I could have dinner with, I mean, my dad has had a big influence on me, kind of just like growing up, just seeing how he's carried himself, um, just, you know, how he just goes about his day. That's really helped me throughout, you know, me growing up as a young person, just seeing how he wakes up and just always gives everything his 100%. I mean, this guy, it can be 7 p.m. and like he's still on the phone, still grinding and just giving it his all. And then he can switch off two seconds later and still be personable to his family. So like, I, w- I would really want to have dinner with my dad. And I know that's kind of crazy to see, like you can have dinner with dad. He lives in Austin. Like, you can have dinner with your dad any day, but I would love to have dinner with my dad. And also like my grandpa, um, pretty early on who has, a, has had a big influence on my dad. Um, he, he passed away pretty early. So I just like, man, like I, I want to see how they would interact. And I, I never really got a chance to like really know my grandpa um, on my dad's side or just like, you know, see the type of interactions he had with my dad. And I feel like I would have really understood a lot more just about who I am as a person or like who my dad is or kind of the family dynamic. So if I could have fa- like dinner with anybody with my dad and also my grandpa, like my dad's dad, I would just, I'd love to see them interact. And just, I feel like I would just understand so much more about myself and just and just kind of the why my dad has a work ethic he does like I've I've, I've kind of always wanted I've had like a mystical kind of aura about my grandpa because I remember very like minute details about him I had a few interactions with him when I was really really young I just knew he was a powerful guy like you know he had a lot of influence on people just because the way he treated people and I I feel I see those same things in my own dad and like I I just wish like I knew why he was the way he was so like mm-hmm. I, I would have dinner with my dad and, and also my my grandpa RIP. So that that's who I would uh, that's who I would have dinner with. Honestly. Yeah, it's 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 been pretty interesting over the history of us asking that question. There's there's two camps of people, right? There's there's some people that immediately go to family, mm-hmm. like you did, but then there's also some people who who come with really abstract, you know, people that are not in the in the immediate fourth. You know, everybody goes the Elon Musks, yeah. the you know, I mean, but. There's we've had, we've had actors we've had musicians um, it's 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 been interesting to see kind of where you know the two different camps are and and how people's minds mm-hmm. go there so shifting back uh, to business a little bit we we talked um, earlier about you know some some crossroads and some challenges that were there but now we want to focus in on some failures so you know what have you know what are some failures that you guys have experienced in in a business capacity. And then, you know, what lessons did you take away from that? You know what? I started as like, I started under somebody, um, my first two years in commercial real estate, I started as an assistant to, you know, a guy that had a lot of clients and, um, just kind of a lot of following under him. And, uh, I didn't, 
I didn't take that for what I should have. So um, I thought to myself, you know what, like, it's time for you to go out on your own. Maybe you're going to make it out in Houston, Texas and, you know, start, start from scratch. And so I went out there, man, you know what? I was, I, I straight up rented an Airbnb. I, you know, I was like, I'm going to bet on myself. You know what? I, th- my dreams are, are bigger than, bigger than a smaller talent. So I'm going to bet on myself. I'm going to, I'm going to rent an Airbnb um, on somebody's basement and uh, I'm going to go to work every day and I'm just going to grind. And I, I mean, I did, I did one of the two things. Actually, I did both of them, but I wasn't as, I guess, successful and at the end of the day. So basically, man, I, uh, you got to know what you're getting yourself into sometimes when you're young, but also like, you know, you're better for it when you fail. So I went out and took a job and, uh, I just, you know what, things didn't work out. So I, I was like, I'm going to absolve everything that's kind of on my mind right now. Like everything that's weighing me down, I'm going to go back to Austin and I'm just going to absolve myself from anything that is just kind of weighing me down. And so I had like a $500 membership to NAR, National Association of Realtors, that you have to pay annually every year that my broker actually covered because I had left at a certain point in time. So I went back to my old boss, not even trying to get a new role. Genuinely, I was not even trying to get a new role. This was on a Sunday. I packed all my stuff from one room in an Airbnb in Houston, downtown Houston. I drove over to Round Rock. And one of the first things I did I was like, I owe this gentleman 500 bucks for my NAR membership and I'm going to pay him off. And you know what? That's going to be one of the things I check off my list. Just get off, get it off my mind, get it off my conscience. I'm going to start clean. So I went back and he happened to be there on a Sunday and I was like, Hey man, like I, I came with an envelope of cash, 500 bucks. I was like, Hey man, like I, uh, I appreciate everything you did for me. You know, I appreciate the job you gave me straight out of college, like when I was a young kid. Like, and the one thing I said to him is if what I knew then, what I know now, coming from the role that I came in from in Houston, I was like, if I, I just feel like things have been different. And I guess that resonated with him because you know what? Like two weeks later, he was like, Hey man, you know what? Like, I know you, I trust you. There's an opportunity that came about, and I think that you'd be a good fit for it. And um I came in and man, my life has just been completely different. That was probably late 2019. And I got a job to come back in commercial real estate. So Zach has a very specific failure, I think. Uh, in, in my experience, it's it's kind of stretched over my, uh, I guess, my entire career, uh, professional career. So I would say if I had to talk about failures, I would talk about times where I didn't step up where I probably should have. Uh, so I'm in marketing, but I'm terrible at marketing myself. I will, I'll give everything I can to market the company or the product that I'm working for or working with. Uh, but when it comes to marketing myself, I'm not good. Mm. So there, there have been so many times where there's opportunities for, Hey, can someone do X, Y, Z? And I know I can, but for whatever reason, I'll, I'll wait for somebody else to maybe throw out a, a suggestion or something. And then they'll go with that and then they'll do it. And I'm like, man, I could have done a better job than that. And every single time it, it comes up and I'm like, man, it's just like little micro failures. Like who knows where I could be right now if I would have never let it, let those opportunities pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it really came, it, it didn't really hit me until there was one opportunity uh, so I work in, or I'm a volunteer in Round Rock for a, a organization called One Million Cups. 
Uh, it's sponsored by the Kauffman Foundation. It's an entrepreneurship uh, program, kind of like Shark Tank, but people don't go and ask for money. They just go ask for advice. So it's a monthly event, uh, and I'm an organizer there. And so I have been for a few years, and there was an email chain going around where they were trying to rally up the uh, just like a project management software kind of thing. And so one of the one of the organizers sent out a mass email and said, hey, does anybody know of any uh, project management CRM tools that we can use to kind of organize this stuff. And again, I'm sitting back, I'm like, man, like I said earlier, I, I had dabbled with like HTML, CSS, PHP, uh, SQL, and I was building all these kind of software. And I was right in the middle, or I had just actually finished building all these prototypes, these really cool demos of all the CRM software and these custom solutions for all this management stuff where you can manage everything. And and I knew I could do it all. Like I could do everything they were asking. It was all custom coded. We didn't need Salesforce. We didn't need uh, Monday.com or any of that kind of stuff where you would pay a ton. I was building that from scratch. And so she sends out, hey, does anybody know any of this stuff? And any other day, I would have done the same thing. I would have failed again and just let like, oh, somebody says Asana. And then we download Asana and use that. And for whatever reason, and this is how I know that all those other times were failures because it was so easy for me to just send that email back and like, Hey, I, I might have a solution. I could do it. And then they're like, yeah, let's do that. I'm like, wow, that was easy. Yeah. Like I could have been doing this for 10, 15 times where people asked for like, Hey, can someone do this? Hey, can someone do this? Cause like all I needed to say was like, yeah, let me give it a shot. And then it turned out it was awesome. And everyone's like, Oh, this is the coolest thing. Like it's custom to exactly what we need. Like we would have done Salesforce. We would be paying a ton and kind of like, rigging it to maybe work for us and only using 5% of what they are doing, like kind of like make it, I'm like, yeah, I, I could build that from scratch. Like, and then, so once I did that, it was a really good feeling because it's like, Oh cool. Now I can do that. But then it kind of hit me like, man, like how many opportunities have I missed? Because I just didn't bet on myself and I couldn't market myself as like, Hey, I'm the guy who can do this. And I'm not the guy on Instagram. Like, Hey, if you need small business advice here, if you need logo design here, if you need a website, I can do that. Like I've never done that. And so add all those up, it's massive failure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's say that, you know, a little bit of time has passed and, you know, you get asked to, to come back to, to Kyle Field or the Sun Bowl, right? That's your all stadium um, to give the commencement speech. You know, what are, what are a couple pieces of advice that you're passing on to the kids that are sitting, you know, where you just sat, you know, X number of years ago? So... So we talked earlier about failures and, and I think that's probably where you start. It's, it's failures are okay. Uh, everyone's going to go through them, but you, you can't be scared about it. Uh, so being an advertising, uh, major, why didn't Kennedy up in the Northwest, they did all the Nike, just do it, all that kind of stuff. They were a massive company. Uh, they have a giant wall in their office and it says fail harder in thumbtacks and the thumbtacks aren't the letters, it's all the background. So if you look up a, a picture, you'll see them everywhere, but it's just massive wall. And there's like something like 200,000 thumbtacks. It says fail harder. And as, as I've gone through my career, I'm like, man, that is so cool. Like fail harder. Like whatever you're going to do, don't like dip your, dip your toes in. Like just go all in. Like why not? Like go as hard as you can. And if it's a failure, you're going to, realize it's a failure, but you're going to end up in such a better place than before you started if you wouldn't have done it at all. Mm -hmm. 
so that's number one. That used to be my background of, uh, of my computer, like fail harder. That was my number one thing. Uh, and another thing, it's kind of along the same lines, but one of my favorite things is act or react. So it's, it's kind of like, like I was talking about my failures from, the begin- from earlier. It's when somebody asks like, hey, can someone do this? You either act and you say, yes, I can do that. Or you sit back and you just react to whatever happens. So either you take it upon yourself and do it, or you just deal with it of what somebody else is going to step up and do it. So fail harder and then act or react. Man, I would just, I would kind of say like, you're not as far off as you think you are. I was listening to a podcast not long ago with uh, Dansby Swanson, who is a, I mean, a bit kind of related to athletics, something that a lot of people probably grew up with. And it's just like, man, if you're, you know, if you're not hitting too great or if just things aren't going your way, it's like you're never as far off as you think you are. And kind of like the same situation I was in in Houston or even like thinking about San Gabriel or thinking about, you know, creating what San Gabriel is now. Like I, you're not as far off as you think you are. Like it took some clicks and, you know, going to talk to Josh with a couple of conversations. It took creating and you know, having the, the guts to create the account, put yourself out there, find the manufacturers, find the blanks that we did. And it, it wasn't that far off. Like, you know, you're not as far off as you may think you are in some moments. Like you can be down bad or, you know, you can be in certain, certain situation to where you're like, man, I'm not happy with my job. You know, I'm not doing exactly what I want, but you're not as far off as you think you are. Like, what if it takes an outreach on LinkedIn to somebody that's doing exactly what you think that you want to do? Or if it takes, you know, just a little bit extra effort to go in to find a product niche that you want to create. And it's not as hard as you think it is to create that. Like, you just, you're not as far off as you think you are in this day and age. And I feel like people may kind of look at others on, on maybe social media or others and try to make parallels with themselves and other people that have made it per se, or at least in the digital age made it. And I think they may think like, man, I'm so far off from that either mentally or physically or just anything. And like, you know what, like you're probably not as far off as you actually are. And I mean, at the end of the day, and I just, I want, I want people to understand, like it maybe takes like a mindset change. It takes a couple of weeks or a couple of months of you changing your mindset, waking up, and just making that little extra effort each day to get where you want to be. And that's all it takes. So I just, you're not as far off as you think you are. That's what I would say to the graduating class at Texas A&M in 2047. It's like, you know what? Do you're, what you you're calling it do. now, 2047? Yeah, 2047. <laughs> just right. go in there. We'll see you there. Yeah, I'll see y'all there, man. That'd be awesome. There you go. All right. So our last question for you, which is Peyton's favorite. And I'll ask uh, both of you, I guess, separately, but why are you an entrepreneur? Man, that's that's a really good question. I, I would say, one, I'm an entrepreneur just because, you know, at this point, like, I'm, I'm not afraid to fail. Like, I, I'm just, I'm not afraid to go out there and put myself out there and try to win that client or try to create that brand or try to put something in front of, you know, people that I think that are, you know, bigger than me or at a different stage in life. One thing I've learned kind of growing up in the professional world or personal world over time is like, you know what, I've, I've spent so much time around people that are, whether they're high net worth or at X point in their careers, it's like, at the end of the day, they're, they're just normal people. Like, you know, you could do those same things. Like they don't have some crazy ability that you think that you have to have to be uber successful. They don't have a superpower. They don't have a superpower. They, they're not rocket scientists. Some of them are not Elon Musk. That's a different, that's a different story, but for the most part, you know what? If you spend an extended amount of time around them, like you'd realize that, you know what? Like if they can do it, I can do it. So like, I would just say like, if, why am I an entrepreneur? It's just because like, you know what? Like 
I've kind of realized at this point in time, like those people, if, if somebody else can do it, like, I feel like I can do it as well. And like, again, like I was kind of saying in the last answer, like I'm just not that far off and nobody is really far off from what they want to be. So to me, I think it's all about the spark. It's all about that. We talked about it at the very beginning. It's I have an idea or what if like feed that to me all day. Like if I could be around a group of 30 people who have ideas, just call it a day. That That's what I want to be. I want to be in the middle of that group of people who have a spark because you will not find that anywhere else. And it could be a terrible idea. But if somebody believes in it and somebody's like, oh, I think it would be so cool if. And this is before you realize it's a bad idea. Before you realize that it's way too expensive to uh, get a manufacturer out of China and do that and shipping costs and all that stuff. Like, I, I, to me, that's not the entrepreneur stuff. That's, that's more high end and that's more once you get the manufacturer. But like that first, first, first spark, give me that. That's what, being that an, that's, what it's be, that's what it's all about right there. Oh, and, that, and that's why I love what I do. So I'm, in, I'm on the entrepreneurship council in Round Rock. I'm in the One Million Cups uh, trying to support entrepreneurs. When Zach came to me with, hey, I have this idea of that. And I had another buddy of come, hey, I have it. Like, whatever your idea is, like, let me be the fuel to that spark. Because I'll, if, if I could just like set up an email account, I'm like, hey, emailing me your terrible ideas. And just one a day, get those, like, get that to me every day. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what I want. <laughs> there you go. Well, guys, you know what? Thank you so much for for coming on this week. Um, you know, the last thing I want to let you guys do is is plug all your socials. Where can everybody learn more about San Gabriel? Uh, where can people find you guys on social media? Plug plug away. For sure. So you can find us on sangabrielhats.com. That's sangabrielhats.com. And also um, San Gabriel Co. at San Gabriel Co. on Instagram is where you can find uh, find the brand. Myself at ZFlow at ZFLO18. So ZFlow18 is where you can find me. So I, I think I dropped it earlier. I also do the 3D virtual tours for residential and commercial properties for Matterport tours. Uh, so that company is Captic Media, C A P T I C. Captic Media, just search it, captivemedia.com, at Captic Media, Instagram. Boom. Tour app. There we go. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, man. All right, guys. If you want to continue this discussion, follow us on our social media. Our Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebooks will all be in the description of this episode. Hop on there, shoot us a DM, hit us up with whatever concerns, questions, comments that you guys have. We'd love to uh, to continue to build that community on there. Next, subscribe to wherever you listen: iTunes, Spotify, Google, Amazon, uh, Overcast. You name it, we got it. We also have a YouTube channel now, so hop over there and subscribe to us. All the clips that we post on social media will be there as well. Plus, uh, you know, a couple little extra ones for uh, for the real fans out there. So we appreciate you guys. Next, please leave a rate and a five-star review. It helps us out tremendously because of you guys' support. We already cracked the top 150 for business and entrepreneur podcasts, and I think that we can crack the top 100 here real soon with your guys' continued support. Lastly, reach out to us if you're a young entrepreneur and you'd like to share your story on the podcast. We'd be more than happy to ask you some questions because we know that it's going to be a great learning experience for us. 